to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM, featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, you got Daryl rolling his solo tonight. Life is good. whole lot of things going on in the world of sports. And it's a whole lot of money being generated by the NFL. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, the NFL has just, just got a, a revenue check of like $247 million for each team. And the only way we knew this is because... The Green Bay Packers are traded publicly, and because they are traded publicly, they have to send out some information from time to time about this NFL money that they receive. Not that they actually needed any money, because you know the, the NFL is. It, it's a report that they reached fourteen billion dollars in revenue last year, two thousand seventeen. Fourteen billion dollars. In revenue, and we were talking about this uh, a couple of weeks ago about the, the the each franchise and the value of each franchise. And I'm trying, I'm getting, I'm getting to a point, ladies and gentlemen. You know, they just got a, a, a basically a bonus from the TV revenues of the Thursday night game and all the games on ESPN and Fox and all of that. They just got 247 million, just as a little little kickback. Well. Let's talk about the net worth of some of these teams. The Dallas Cowboys lead the way at $4.8 billion. The New England Patriots are second, $3.7 billion. The New York Giants, not far behind, $3.3 billion. The Western Redskins, not far behind, $3.1 billion. San Francisco 49ers, $3.05 billion. And the Rams rounded off at an even $3 billion. You know, when we start looking at these teams, we really have to look at some of the cities that they're in. And when we look at the cities that they're in, and and just think, Chicago Bears, $2.85 billion. Houston, there's over 4 million people, from what I hear, in Houston. $2.8 billion. New York Jets, $2.75 billion. And they have two teams in New York. Philadelphia Eagles, $2.6 billion. Man, I mean, and the Green Bay Packers, who are publicly tra- Well, let's go to the Denver Broncos. They're 2.6. Miami Dolphins, 2.5. The Green Bay Packers. Who have a waiting list of a hundred and over a hundred thousand people to buy season tickets? They're worth two point five five billion dollars. Baltimore Ravens, two point five billion dollars. You know, and I guess someone just go skip some of these teams and get down to the last place team, the Buffalo Bills, and 
Um, the Cincinnati Bengals are worth 1.8. Detroit is worth 1.7. And the Buffalo Bills are worth a cool $1.6 billion. Well, I say this to say that when we look at the, the, the net worth of each one of these teams, and now let's look at a little bit of the, um, the salary cap for each team. Each team has a salary cap of $177.2 million. $177.2 million. Not billion, million dollars. Well, the Dallas Cowboys revenue just for last season, 2016, Forbes estimated well and I'm sure they're close uh 700 million dollars that's what they made New England Patriots made 523 million dollars the New York Giants 40 444 million dollars San Francisco 49ers 446 million dollars That's a lot of money, especially now. Let's don't get it twisted. I'm sure they have a lot of expenses that they have to pay, a, a whole lot of expenses that they have to pay. But the biggest expense that they have would be the salary cap at a hundred and seventy-seven point two million dollars. Every team has that much to spend. Every team does not always spend it all, but every team has that much to spend this year coming up into 2000, in, 2000, in this 2018 NFL season. Now, hey, we always talk about Jerry Jones, and you know he's, he's almost like the, the leader of the NFL owners, and you know him and, him, him and uh, Mr. Kraft that owns the um, – New England Patriots, uh, Bob Kraft. We always talk about them as being almost like the mouthpiece of the um, of the um, NFL owners. Well, if Jerry Jones is making seven hundred million just from the Cowboys, and he's not talking about you know this man comes from a uh, he's a oil freighter like Jerry Jones comes from oil that he's carried from all over the world and all over all over two all over the world. That's one of his, that's his claim to, to money is that he's in the oil business. Well, he's also in the NFL business. And my point that I'm trying to make is that I think this NFL salary cap needs to go up a little bit. Um, I, I really do. If, if these teams are going to just off the top get a $247 million bonus, they're already making um, – uh, when we look at the Cowboys alone, the Cowboys are making $700 million last year. Hey, this is a lot of money. And I just really think that um, somewhere down the line, the NFL is going to have to make some kind of adjustments. They, they really are. And when we start talking about this guy, you know, the best running back in the NFL, Le'Veon Bell. Now, Le'Veon Bell has, uh, has almost made it clear that um, – he wants to. He wants a new contract. You know, Le'Veon Bell has made it clear that he wants to be paid 
something similar to what wide receivers are making. Antonio Brown is making $17 million a year. Um, Le'Veon Bell wants to be want to make that kind of money. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's hard that, it's hard for a, a NFL team to pay a running back. Um, it, it's, it's just, they're not going to pay them like they pay wide receivers. They're not going to pay wide receivers like they play quarterback. Um, so, Hey, it's just not going to happen. And and Le'Veon Bell makes a valid point. You know, um, he makes a, he makes a valid point uh, because he had eighty five catches last year. You know what I'm saying? And and you got to realize that hey, um, at having eighty five catches last year is more than a lot of receivers had. And when we look at his his when we look at him, this dude is, is is a receiver running back. I mean, and if there's anybody that is worth this kind of money at running back, and it, and I and I guess not just the running back value, the value that he brings to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, Le'Veon Bell brings a, a value to the Pittsburgh Steelers that no other athlete on that team brings. And, and, I, and hey, uh, we know Antonio Brown is the best receiver in the league, no doubt. We also know that um, uh, Roethlisberger has proven that he's a, a Super Bowl winner and a very good quarterback. He's also getting up in age and he can't move like he used to. Le'Veon Bell is not 30 years old yet, and here he is. I'm telling you, this guy really deserves the money. If there's anyone that deserves the money, he deserves the money. And when we look at it, you know, Le'Veon Bell, he hits the salary cap this year, $14.54 million. But this is it. You know, he's saying next year he's going to, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are basically saying next year, uh, you're gonna, we're going to have to let you go and be a free agent. We're going to pay you the $14.54 million this year. But, and that's because he's an unrestricted free agent. And I think they, they, they put this tag on him like two times in a row. So him, what else can he do? You know, he can't just continue to um, sit back and just say, hey, you know, I, wanna, I, want, I want a long, long-term contract, and this team is not willing to give it to him. He wants a long-term contract with a serious bonus. And if they do allow him to go in the free agency, could you see the Pittsburgh, could you see the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick jumping on him, pouncing on him, and probably willing to give him what he wanted? If this guy comes out in the free agency in 2019, some people are going to say, well, hey, nobody's going to pay him because he's a running back that's on the last leg of his, of his tenure in the NFL. But some people might look at him like Bill Belichick might look at him and say, hey, this cat in 2007, he had 85 catches and over 1,000 yards in rushing. Come on. It's, it's, it's hard to believe that um, somebody is not going to take a chance on, uh, on Le'Veon Bell because he's worth it. He, he, really, he really is worth it. Um, so I think that, you know, I think he has a, a, a good, a really good shot 
at um you know in in, in the last two years, Le'Veon Bell has had over five thousand three hundred five had five thousand three hundred thirty six yards rushing and um, thirty five TDs. In 2017, he had 85 receptions. And um, 2016, he had 75 receptions. So when we, look, when we look at this guy, he has been a workhorse for this team. Now, let's don't forget, and we can't, we can't push this to the side. You know, um, Le'Veon Bell has had some, some issues with trouble. He had knee surgery a couple of years ago that... Um, that limited him to only six games. Um, he was suspended in 2006, and, and then I think it was 2016 for um, for four games. So he's had he's had some issues now, but has he gotten over those issues? Has he learned from those mistakes? Is he a better man now than he was in uh, 2014 or 13 or 16? I would have to say yes. Uh, we haven't seen we haven't seen any trouble from him. He appears to be keeping his nose clean. I think Le'Veon Bell is ready to make that move. But here it, here it is again. You know, he's 26 years old. He plays position of running back. He's been in the league for six years. Running backs they don't like to pay them. You know, they just they just don't want to pay pay running backs. So when we look at a cat like Le'Veon Bell. Uh, it's a possibility that uh, that he won't get paid. But if he goes to the right team and someone decides to give him an incentive-based contract and a bunch of money up front, which probably won't happen, hey, if he's looking for $16 million a year, give him an $8 million contract, give him $16 million up front and two years at $8 million a year, I think that's probably close to something that he'd be um, willing to take. $16 million up front and $8 million a year, $32 million for years, for $32 million for two years. Hey, might work. Hey, guys, we'll be back after these messages, and we're going to be talking more NFL contracts. We're going to talk a little bit about the World Cup. And what else is going on? Oh, NASCAR, a whole lot going on in the world, world of sports. We'll be back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. 
If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Thunder chickens beware, we're coming for ya. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, it's all about the Spring Gobbler Smackdown, and our panel of pros are out for beards. Joining us is David Blanton of Bill Jordan's Realtree Outdoors and Monster Bucks, outdoor writer M.D. Johnson, and Pete Muller from the National Wild Turkey Federation. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. All intentions. He's, he's made it his desire a long time for a while now that he always wanted to retire as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Now, whether he'll be able to do that, and his agent came out today and said, uh, look like this is going to be the last year of, his, of him being a Pittsburgh Steeler because um, Monday came and went, and um, Le'Veon Bell did not sign his, um, his franchise tag. And, hey, you can't blame this guy for not uh, signing a franchise tag. You know, and the Steelers are... Uh, um, the final offer uh, they made to Le'Veon Bell was uh, five seasons, $30 million. And Bell wants to be paid something like $70 million. And that's a lot of money, you know. And, I, you know, I guess if he, if he did sign a five-year contract with the, uh, with the Steelers, it would, definitely be, it, would, it would definitely be for a, um, a long-term deal. You know, but this year, hey, like I said, Bell's going to make $14.5 million, and there's no running back in the league this year is going to make $14.5 million. And I think that, uh, the closest thing to him is the guy Freeman for the Atlanta Falcons, and he's making like $8 million this year. So he's, he's being well paid, and the franchise tag has actually helped him when we look at what he's been able to do throughout uh, the money that he's been able to make throughout the years. The franchise, franchise tag has pretty much put a, uh, a, a, a extra helping of money in his pocket, even though it has not given him what he wants, and that is the security of a long-term contract. He wants a big-time signing bonus. He wants to. He wants to know that he's going to be with a team and have us have some um, have some security for the next three or four or five years. And that's just that's just not how the NFL wants to work, man. They want to pay quarterbacks, and that's about it. Some wide receivers get a little chunk of money. Some DBs get paid. Some D linemen get paid. But running backs, they don't want to pay them. It's, it's, it's almost incredible to see the offensive linemen now are getting paid more than running backs. 
But offensive linemen are the people who are taking care of these um these the who are taking care of these big time high priced quarterbacks. So hey, when we see this going on, it makes you wonder how, how and why don't they pay running backs? And will Levin, will um um will Bell actually get paid? You know, um uh Levin, um Le'Veon Bell, he he deserves the money. I think he deserves it. But will he get paid? Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about more running backs in this league. DeMarco Murray is retiring, says he will not play anymore in the NFL. Maybe he'll become an announcer. Hey, guys, we'll be back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america you're tuned in to sports info um with daryl and sam call us today at 888-346-9144 that's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, um, we were actually um, talking about um, um, running backs and and DeMarco Murray actually said, come out and said, um, you know, he's no longer going to be a part of um, NFL. He said he doesn't want to play anymore. And, uh, you know, it wasn't long ago. DeMarco Murray was the number one running back for the um, 
for the um, Dallas Cowboys, and then he went to Tennessee and and had some okay okay seasons in Tennessee, but never really um, never really panned out after he left Dallas. And maybe it was the system, uh, maybe it was just he didn't he didn't have a desire to to play the game after he got the big time contract because I think he signed a forty million dollar contract, if I'm not mistaken. And hey, we got Ray on the line. Ray, what's going on? Hey, good evening, Daryl. You know, I remember a guy at the U that wore number 37, and to devalue running backs the way they've been done, being done now is just criminal. That running back, you mentioned the offensive lineman and the money that they're getting. When a defensive lineman gets past that uh, offensive lineman, there's a running back there to pick that guy up on a blitz. There's a running back that's touching the ball 20 times or better a game running the ball. And then, like you mentioned with uh, Bell, he's catching 85 passes during the season. So that's a lot of touches, uh, running and catching, and then uh, uh, protecting the quarterback from those blitzes. The money needs to be better for those running backs. I look at the NFC East, uh, which I'm a big fan of, and now the Giants with uh, 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 Saquon Barkley, the Cowboys with uh, Zeke, and the Redskins now with uh, Darius Geis. They've all picked up that running back that's going to be a beast, hopefully, and uh, uh, will catch that ball. Same with Gurley out there with the Rams. Uh, this is a valuable part of that offense, and I don't, I don't know where along the line we lost that look at how valuable that running back is to that offense. I don't understand it either, Ray. And uh, and you make a, a valid point, you know. How many times have we saw uh, Le'Veon Bell um, pick up a blitzing linebacker and save Roethlisberger from being just careened, you know, and um, and, and not just him, but a lot of running backs in the league. So it's, it's a big responsibility. A running back has to be a, a blocker, he has to be a receiver. He, he has to actually be a, a eyes for a quarterback sometimes because sometimes he can see things because he's behind the quarterback that the quarterback can't see. You remember Marshall Falk when he played with um, Peyton Manning? When Peyton Manning was a young quarterback, he used to almost be telling Peyton Manning the plays when he was in uh, Indianapolis with that team. So, you know, it's a lot of times, man, running backs just, they they not – they're undervalued for one thing, and they play a position that they're in a car wreck almost every play. Exactly. Yep, exactly. almost every play. Yep. And, 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 and you know, and Le'Veon Bell, he's made a lot of money, no doubt. He's going to make over $14 million this year, you know. But his agent, and he's saying that, you know, this is it for him. He really wants a long-term contract, and um, they're not willing to give it to him. Um, he'll be 27 years old at the end of this season. And, hey, um, I can't see Pittsburgh being successful without Bell at, at running back. Now, at the same time, you know, just like they found him, they'll probably be saying, hey, we'll find another one like him. Yeah, you know, but that that offense begins with that that quarterback and that running back, uh, you look at the uh, draw plays, the play action, uh, 
Uh, he's either running the ball, he's protecting the quarterback in the pass passing game. Uh, there's there's just so much that that running back does, and uh, like you say, I can understand the thing with the uh, offensive lineman, but. A lot of times, that offensive lineman looks good because of what a running back does off of a half of a block that he may have and finds that hole. Uh, he picks up that blitzing linebacker or that uh, defensive tackle that the lineman didn't hold. So uh, I'm I'm on the side of the running back there. Uh, like I said, I remember a young man that wore number 37 that was a complete running back down at the youth. <laughs> Hey, hey, Ray, man, I, re- I really appreciate you telling me things like that, man, because I think I know who you're talking about. They call me old number 37 every once in a while. Hey, but, Ray, let me ask you about another running back since we're talking about these running backs. You hear a story about LaShawn McCoy and his girlfriend. You know, uh, oh, his man. girlfriend is actually – did you hear the story about that? Yeah. Yeah, you know, she's saying that he had someone coming to her house and – and uh, make an effort to rob her and and uh, cause bodily harm to her. So uh, now I'm going to put a little twist to this. You know, um, LaShawn McCoy had a five, has a five-bedroom house in Atlanta, Georgia. The house was his. He had the woman and her two kids living in the house. Uh, apparently he wanted to evict her, tried to evict her when she went out of town. Apparently, she called the police. Police came over and said, hey, you can't do this. You got to go to court to do this. Well, he did go to court, got a lawyer, went to court. Uh, went to court. They set a court date. The day, I think July 10th was a court date. Well, guess what happened on July 9th or the morning of July 10th? No, it was, 10, it was 3 a.m., the morning of July 10th. Somebody tried to break into her house, hit her in the head with a gun, steal her bracelet, and guess where she's supposed to be at that same morning, that, that, that later on that morning, I guess around maybe 10 or 11 or whatever, later on that day. She was supposed to be in court with LaShawn McCoy so he could get her evicted from the house. A little shady yeah. to me. A little shady. Yeah, and, and then I, I hear that uh, she claimed that some of the jewelry that they were after was some of the pieces that he wanted out of the house. Uh, so, you know, it, it it you got things there that just doesn't look good, especially the way like you say they they fell out on the day of the court hearing. Uh, uh, it's 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 really sad that it's gotten to that point, and you hate to see anyone get hurt. You hate to see hate to see people getting taken advantage of. Uh, she and the kids being put out, or uh, got to be a better way to uh, settle these kind of. Uh, domestic arguments. Violence is never the answer. Violence is never the answer. And I, I, you know, I'm saying this because, you know, sometimes people get manipulated and they do things. Uh, Sometimes people get get set to a lifestyle when I guess maybe he told her, hey, you got to go. You know, uh, maybe I've, I've helped you for the last two years, but it's over. And Maybe she just didn't want to leave that five-bedroom house in Atlanta, Georgia. You know, and she probably had a nice little little monthly stipend that came in with the house, you know. So maybe she just didn't want to leave that lifestyle. And um, I'm not sure. And, and I'm sure the NFL, I just hope they don't make a, a hasty decision on this. 
I really hope they don't just jump the gun on this and, and do like they did, well, with Ezekiel Elliott. And I don't think they will because uh, LaShawn McCoy doesn't have a history that Ezekiel Elliott did. No. No, he just doesn't. So and, uh, you know, when you look at some of these things, you know, Ray Rice there in Baltimore, uh, it, it just has to be a better way of settling these things. And, 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 and people have to think. They have to be human. Uh, you know, if if he did set her up uh, with the robbery, uh, you know, I'm sure he, well, we knew he has a mother. What if he has sisters or uh, uh, <laughs> It's just tough to hear that that kind of thing happened to a woman and her her kids. Uh, well, she was the one that was beaten, but uh, uh, and if he uh, was being taken advantage of, uh, like you said, they told him he could go to court and do that. Uh, they probably should have let that play out in court. Hey, and 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 Ray, maybe he did let it play out in court. Maybe she didn't let it play out in court. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm 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 not taking one side or the other. I'm just saying it's kind of strange to me that the day he was supposed to go to court with her, that he would actually send somebody over to her house to beat her up. Why wouldn't he? He would want her to go to court. Wouldn't you think he would want to beat her? He had hired an attorney and, you know, bringing her to court so she could get put out of his house. I don't think he would send yeah, somebody that, over there the night night of the night before uh, court or the morning before court. No, don't, I just I, I maybe six months ago he may have, but the day we go to court, I don't see that happening. Yeah, yeah. And I know some crazy guys, oh, right? I've known oh, some crazy oh, oh, guys. Oh, oh. Trust me, I, you know, I, I I'm not gonna call no names, but I. Because my name might be stuck right in the middle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I, hey, Ray, I thanks know, for calling, man. Don't people. be a stranger. We're here every Monday night, man. Hey, hey, uh, Matt, uh, Josh, we got Jerome on? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Jerome, on. what's going on? Hey, Daryl, how you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm doing great, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, too. Good, man. Hey, um... You know, it's a whole lot going on in the world of sports. I haven't talked to you in a while. LeBron James got paid $150 more, $54 million to go play out in L.A. Um, people talking about Kobe Bryant coming back to play with him. I heard Shaq was coming back to play with him. I heard Uncle Drew might even come back and play with him, too. <laughs> the Uncle Drew type reunion, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard Uncle Drew might even come back and play with LeBron <laughs> over there in L.A., you know? But uh, what do you think about this whole uh, LeBron and L.A. thing? Can he bring a championship to Los Angeles to run? For some crazy reason, as good as LeBron is, as good as uh, some of those younger guys on the Lakers there, I really don't believe the the uh, continuity would mesh with them for some reason. I, it's just a feeling that I have. I mean, you look at uh, in, Bal- in um, uh, Cleveland, uh, he was basically a demand, you know. Uh, he did everything. He brought the ball up. He, he uh, set up in the low post. Uh, when he was at um, uh, Miami, you know, Dwayne Wade was there. But, again, he was the man. And now he's getting at the end of his career. He's got some younger guys on uh, um, uh, Los Angeles. And I hope their egos will let, you know, uh, let 
him, you know, do what he do because he's a good talent. He's a great uh, player, and he can possibly bring the championship to there. But they got to got kind of grow together and learn together and play together so they can have, you know, you know yourself being in sports. Uh, athletic ability is good, but you got to have it in that locker room and leadership and everything to make everything gel too. You got to have a team, you know. That, yeah. How does that thing go? It's no I and team. That's so true. There's no I. You know what I mean? If we don't have a good relationship in the locker room and off the court, off the off the field, then we're definitely not going to be able to trust each other when we go on the field. It's just, you know, it just don't work like that. And you know, I, I often tell people. Um, uh, when we won our first national championship, all the years I was at University of Miami, we lived in a complex with all football players. It was three stories, 36 was apartment complex number on campus, and it was not one person that you could not go to on that team and ask for anything that you needed, whether it be $100 or $1,000 or whether you needed whatever you needed. You, you could go to somebody and they would give it to you on that team. That's just how much people trusted you and that's how much we cared about each other too though. And you gotta wonder, you know, do they have that kind of relationship? It, and, and that's not something that you can, you know, just build through running gases. Sometimes you have to build that through through chemistry and and time and and relationships. Yeah. And LeBron is an A type personality. He's not a you know, he's not the type to kinda sit back and kind of, you know, follow. Uh, he's a leader for the most part. And then you got the ball kid who's coming around. You got Kuzma who's coming around. So they got a couple of, they got the nucleus to kind of be pretty good. And uh, now you look at uh, the coach, uh, Walton, and he's got to make all that work some kind of way. And, you know, uh, they haven't been winning, of course, in Los Angeles. So they hadn't been a winning franchise the last few years. So you all got to get back to the winning uh, tradition also in this. We've, you got to let the fans kind of bring you back to that, and hopefully you'll bring it to the fans. And maybe by uh, mid-year, I think everything will start gelling. But like I say, it's going to be a work in progress for Coach Walton and the franchise. It is. And, and and Rondo, you know, he's a, I don't know what kind of personality you call him, but, you know, he has his own kind of game. And, um, you know, he's a leader. And uh, he's one of those guys that he, he, he almost wants perfection, I think. He don't want to see no slackers on the court. And um, I think him and LeBron might play well together. But LeBron does like to have the ball in his hand. But I don't think he's always wanted the ball in his hand. I think he's had it because there was no other option for him except when Kyrie was there. You know, I don't think he wanted, he had the ball in his hand as much when Kyrie was there. But when he left, none of them guys wanted the ball. Yep. Yep. It's almost like the Michael Jordan effect when Michael early on in career, Michael used to kind of take over games, but the later he got, he used to be a facilitator. He used to pass the ball or rebound, and he kind of did a lot of things, but you know yourself in the fourth quarter, it was Michael Jordan's ball. It wasn't everybody else's ball, but early on in the game, you know, he would do everything to get his teammates involved because they never really had a really good big man at Chicago, so, you know, it wasn't like we, he was feeding the post a lot. Never, you know, not at all. Yeah. Hey, but um, you know, Jerome, um, you know the um the news of this week is uh, Le'Veon Bell is came out and came out and said on uh, I think it was Instagram or something that this is probably going to be his last year in Pittsburgh because they're not willing mm-hmm. to give him a long term contract. Well, how do you feel about that? Well, I was listening to you and Ray, and y'all had some great points that y'all made about running backs and 
Uh, I'm sure you saw the um, article on the news about uh, Earl Campbell and his bad shape he is. The running back uh, uh, career is averaged about, what, six years in the NFL, and uh, that's about it. And um, my friend and your friend, Johnny Williams, who played in the NFL, you tell us the stories about how on Monday mornings how he was in such bad shape after a game and uh, had to go get uh, uh, massages and uh, in the whirlpool and uh, and luckily, we're not back in that uh, Gale Sales there when they ran back punts and kicks. Luckily, you just really a running back, and, you know, you're only playing one and two, first and second down, and you even got a third down back now. But still, that don't take away the pounding and the, the thing, everything that goes on and with a running back. And they need to be compensated for that because, like I said, you're only going to last another uh, six years, and after that rookie contract, you're basically going to have one more contract. So if I'm them guys, I, I'm trying to get everything I can while I'm there because you're not going to be there long and you're not going to be helped alone. That's just the nature of the game. That That's for sure. You know, that's the nature of the game. And and the bottom line is, man, um, the injuries are a part of it. But when we look at a player like Le'Veon Bell, who caught 85 passes last year, mm-hmm. you know, um, man, I mean, really, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of passes, and and when we look at some of these guys in the um, in the league who make it a whole lot of money at receiver and then catch eighty five passes, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, he makes a valid point. He really does. Hey, Jerome, yeah. we got to get out of here, man. We got some other people on hold, but hey, man, don't be a stranger. All right, there. We here every Monday night. Appreciate it, man. Hey, okay. Josh, we got Red on the line. Red, what's going on? You know, we usually have Red on here, and he always want to talk about these, um, these, um, um, Jameis Winston and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I had a few mm-hmm. questions for him. Red, what's happening? Mm-hmm. What's happening, man? Hey, man, I- I'm loving this life I got, man. I am loving mm-hmm. this life I got. Hey, Antonio, up, Antonio Brown. Is guaranteed nineteen million dollars this year. Mike Evans is guaranteed thirty, uh, thirty-eight. No, actually, actually, Mike Evans is gonna make sixteen point five million dollars this year. But hey, that ain't what I'm calling to talk to you about. What you calling? You calling our show? But I want to talk to you a little bit about this Jameis Winston cat, man. We ain't talked about him in a while. You know that the NFL has come out and given him a three-game suspension. Uh, and then the, uh, today I read that his, his, um, that his trainer is wearing a shirt that said, Jameis against the world. What's up with this, yeah. Red? That was, that was a whole much, a whole lot to do about nothing, that shirt thing. I mean, I even tweeted at Greg Alderman, Alderman myself. Um, what's that? That's an article. Oh, uh, well, you can call it an article, but it was, uh, it was something that he didn't have to do. I mean, it wasn't even Jameis wearing the shirt. It was the guy that he was training with that wore a shirt. I mean, I saw it as encouragement for him, you know, how somebody else seen it another way. I mean, how did you see it? I, I saw it pretty much like you saw it. I, I actually saw it as um, them, you know, reaching. They stretching, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that he already got a lot of baggage. He got a lot of baggage yeah. already, so it might as well, hey, let's throw a few more nickels on the bag, you know what I mean? So that's how I looked at it. I looked at it as like, 
it, this is this, this is nothing compared to all the other junk that he's been involved in. You know, I'm talking yeah. about shooting a BB gun on campus. Um, yeah. You know, from yeah. the, the the Uber mess. The yeah. it's just, and, he got a and, whole and, bunch and of mess. This is something that he did not do. Somebody else wore the shirt, had his name yeah. on it. I mean, yeah. I guess that's what involved him. I mean, he was training with the guy, but he didn't wear a shirt, man. I mean, and even if he did wear a shirt, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that would have been inappropriate, I think, probably, but still, man. I mean, we should have been talking about a T-shirt that somebody else wore. You know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with you. You know, and um, yeah. honestly, honestly, Jameis um, oh, has to grow into a maturity stage where if he's paying somebody, right. they represent I'm on the him. I'm on the they phone, represent buddy. him. And if they're going to be representing phone, him, buddy. He got to be able to say, hey, man, you can't wear that shirt out here. You understand what I'm saying? Because if you're wearing that shirt out here, you're making me look bad. So that's yeah. that's the kind of attitude Jameis Winston yeah, has to have with yeah, a lot of this kind of stuff here, man. Somebody could have said something to avoid all he this, maybe, but yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, he can't He can't do that, man. You know, it's because it's it's a representation of him. You know, the guys, the yeah. guys that's training, it's easy for him to say, hey, man, um, put on this shirt. Yeah. So... Yeah. He got to get to that point, man. You know, um, I, I, I went know, to Disney World once with a woman. I mean, in my opinion. And we got to Disney World. She realized she didn't have a shirt. So she wants to buy this shirt that says, um, she, the shirt says, S-H-I-T happens at Disney. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, I'm like, no, please. I will buy you any shirt in the store, but you can't wear that shirt that with one? me. Because you're a representation of me. And so I yeah. actually did buy her another shirt, Red. And uh, and that's how I look at this whole Jameis Winston thing, man. Really. Yeah. Yeah. But besides that, uh, Fitzpatrick getting ready down there? Yeah, he ready. He prepping. You know, he prepping. Randy Moss has in, uh, been in Tampa uh, training with both of us. Yeah, that was pretty See? cool to see. Take, uh, Mike Apple hanging out with 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 the Bucks. Period. I mean, that was pretty cool. Oh, okay. And, and what's the why 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 is Moss hanging out with the Bucks? It's just something he want to do. Uh, got a house. You have to ask him that, man. I mean, you know, I've I, I looked on Twitter. You know, I keep up with the Bucks feed. You know what I mean? And, right. and Randy Moss out there catching balls and, and, and giving the receivers pointers and getting talking, you know, with Mike Evans and like that. I mean, that was pretty cool. So I think that's we'll really cool, man. I, I really do. We'll I think that's, we can get I, it, man. Yeah, I, I really like that. You know, I, now, that's that's a receiver that didn't get a lot of credit. I mean, and he gets more credit now than he did when he played. Yeah. Randy Moss. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he does. He does. Well, I mean, yeah, he's he Hall of Fame now, isn't he? Yeah, he's Hall of Fame. Yeah, but he he played like a Hall of Fame when he played. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's too many seasons when he played. He wasn't the best receiver in the league. Yeah, if he wasn't the best, he was in the top three. So yeah. no, he just he just he got a bad rap coming out of high school, uh, coming out of college. college it just, it just followed him all the way through his career. And like I said, now he's more of a ambassador to the game than he's ever been. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of his yep. troubles, you know, it was was you know brought on by you know his, his own self, you know, but he persevered all of it, you know. Yeah, he but did. Check this out, he man. did. Earl Thomas is asking to be traded. 
He don't want to hey. be a Seahawk no more. Well, you know, um, uh, hey, well, it's some stories out there now that um, I can't think of the guy's name, but the, the, the Seahawks old, um, uh, the, the old DB that they just traded to the 49ers. He came out and said Ooh, that uh, uh, Richard Sherman. Yeah, Richard Sherman. He said the Seahawks have lost their way. Yeah, and I and I now oh. I can believe it. You know that Earl Thomas wants to be traded. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's something. That is a something. A whole whole bunch of free agents didn't make the uh, deadline today. A lot of them. A lot. A lot of major 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 pieces too. Ziggy Ellis out there in Detroit. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, Le'Veon Bell. Of the, the internet right now, man. Yep, and, and he says he says this is his last today. year. Yeah, and I believe it. By 4 o'clock today, that's, uh, that was pretty big. They're still talking, but, I mean, that timeline has passed. So, I mean, what happens from here, I don't know. We'll see. We don't have to put the franchise tag on, you know. Yeah, and, hey, hey, and, um, um, the Cowboys old receiver, he still hasn't found a home. Dez Bryant, he's Dez still Bryant looking for a home. House yet, yeah. I think somebody will find him. Well, somebody's going to pick him. They're just waiting so they, they can pay him pennies. They don't want to pay him that money. Yeah, no. You know, uh, that's, that's what that is. Yeah, nobody Murray wants to pay him the money. Did you see that? Who's that? Marco Murray retired the other day. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. As he says he's going to be an announcer. Uh, you know, one of these networks is going to pick him up, and uh, I'm sure he'll do a pretty good job at that too, though. To be honest with you, yeah. I think he'll do a good mm-hmm. job, man. I, I really do. And and he's you know he's made a nice nice chunk of money uh, in the he's NFL. All right, he should be all right. I mean, you know, everybody don't manage their money the same, but I mean, he should be all right. You're right. You know. um... You know, back to Jameis Winston. We're gonna. I am going to always judge him to Marcus Mariota. They came out yeah. in the same class, correct? They 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 attached at the hip. I think. I mean, they attached at the hip, and we're gonna always yeah. look at them side by side, almost the same way we look at Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin. Old Robert, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Old Robert. But you know, but we 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 actually, I'm gonna always look at Mariota. And Winston the same. And Mariota has, has carried himself on another level. At the same time, yeah. I think Winston has been a better athlete on the field. And I mean and I mean probably smarter, not more athletic. I think Mariota is probably more athletic. But yeah, Winston has athletic. played a more pro style offense and Mariota's kinda of played a, a scattery college game kind of offense that I just don't think is 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 suitable for the NFL yet. Just I just don't, don't think, think there's any longevity in that. I don't think so. You know, well, Winston plays a strictly pro style offense, and I think that's the that's the way of the world of the NFL. Look, yeah, man, that's just what I. Name, I'm gonna leave you with a name tonight. We'll be talking about him again, man. But I want you to remember OJ Howard, man. Remember, I told you OJ Howard, man, gonna be a he gonna be a Pro Bowler, man. OJ OJ okay. Howard gonna be a star, bro. I, I will. Uh, I'll be looking for him. Been watching this cat work out, man. He is a freak. He's too fast for linebackers. He's too big for DBs. He's gonna be a hard cover. He's gonna be a tough cover this year, man. Tell me, he is gonna be assertive in this offense. Cam Brake still got Cam Brake. 
Cam Brake is a great tight end. I'd like to see him tandem him up like they, like uh, New England did, Gronk and uh, the other guy. You know what I mean? Too tight set. Yeah. Tough offensive line, and you can run out of that formation as well. Extra blocking, extra protection, you know what I mean? Max protection. So, yeah, we, 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 I'm, I'm optimistic, man. I'm disappointed in Jameis right now, man, because those three games that he's going to miss, Man, you, you see what they are on the schedule? Man, I'd love to see you. I mean, I, I, I just wanted to see us compete in them games, man. I mean, in my eyes, they're the toughest games on the schedule. You got New Orleans first. You got Pitt. I mean, no, no. New Orleans first. The Eagles at home. And then Pittsburgh on Monday night. Jameis going to miss Monday night football in Tampa. Man, that's just, I mean, that's just, I don't know. Embarrassing. Oh, Say it, man. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. I mean, there's a, a whole lot of other adjectives I could put in there right there, too, now. I mean, but yeah, yeah it is embarrassing. To some it is embarrassing, yeah, it is embarrassing, man. It, it yeah. really is embarrassing. And, uh, and, and, and James Swanson really, you know, he needs, he, he needs to grow up, man. If he doesn't grow up after this, it, it's, it's a shame. And, and really, he should be doing the same thing Aaron Rodgers is getting ready to do. Sign an extension to his contract. Get ready to make big money. And I'm talking about something like $90, $100 million contract. That's what he should be getting ready to do. But instead, yeah. we're talking about him and his trainer wearing a T-shirt and his silliness with Uber drivers and BB guns. Got to get over this stuff here, man. And um, You, know, you got to grow up. That's the bottom line because he's not an embarrassment to right himself. There's some folks right here that were talking about Nick Foles the other day, man, and that don't sound bad. You know what I mean? That don't sound bad to me. I like Jameis. I love Jameis. But if you don't tighten his ass up, man, I mean, uh, self-preservation is going to kick in with this franchise, man, and they're going to start looking out for themselves, you know? I think they like Jameis, too. And I think they'll hang in there with him, but he's got to tighten up, bro. Yeah, man, he's got to tighten up, man. I th- I think you're right. I think this team uh, has to be getting getting a little bit edgy and a little shaky with him. And um, yeah, and when you look at a cat like Nick right, Foles, man, man right. hey, he's solid. Yeah, yeah, he's solid. I mean, and that's he's really solid. all they need, you know. Somebody that's going to manage the game and don't mess it up, you know. That's that's exactly and at what the same they need. Time, that dude can be he can be an aggressor. I mean, did you watch the Super Bowl? That dude is he he can he can he's a vet. He's a vet. Hello? He's a player. You know, hey, uh, and and that's not a, that's not a bad thought. Um, that would not be a bad acquisition. Not at all. Hey, Red man, we got to get out of here, man. Thanks for calling, man. Thanks for being a part of Sports Info. You on show on VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, don't be a stranger, man. We here every Monday night on Voice America. Be Appreciate you, man. Thanks, man. A lot of love to you. Always, brother. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to Sports Info UM. Hey, we'll be back next week with more sports information and what's going on in the world of sports. Give us a call here on Sports Info UM Radio, voiceamerica.com. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Is email an important part of your business? It is for us. That's why Voice America partners with MailJet. MailJet lets us create impactful newsletters and deliver them right to the inbox fast. Microsoft, MIT, and Avis trust MailJet for their emailing.